Good morning, saints. Saints. If y'all knew the hell and high water I had to go through to put episode four up, y'all, you know what? I deserve a hand clap. I wish I could figure out how to do the sound effects to give me a, a hand clap, applause, uh, uh, sound right now because I deserve it. I deserve to be loved. Let me not sing no more for Mama D. Come get me. How y'all doing, saints? <laughs> Welcome to episode four. I'm so glad you tuned back in. My name is Dom, and I am the host of this podcast, Good Morning Saints. Well, saints, we're going to do something a little different this episode. This episode is starting a series, a series called I May Not Get There With You. It's a historic, iconic quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and you'll find out a little bit more about why I decided to name this series that. Um, This series will feature my friends that have given their lives and careers to the fight for justice. Now, everybody's fight looks different. Some are fighting in politics. Some are fighting in grassroots organizations. Some are fighting as educators. But we all have one common goal, and that is justice. So, Saints, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It features my good friend, Mr. Jordan Hines. He will talk about his work in politics in the state of Delaware. So, I hope y'all enjoyed this, Saints. Good morning. All the way from the east side of Wilmington, Delaware, I have the pleasure of interviewing the most ambitious and self-driven person I know. He has worked as a public servant for many years. He is the former policy analyst for Wilmington City Council, and just a few years ago, he ran for Delaware State Senate, representing District 3. The current executive director of the Delaware Housing Opportunity Fund. I know him as George, but please welcome my friend, Mr. Jordan Hines. Mm-hmm. Woo! Thank you for coming, Jordan. Thank you for having me, Dominic. Hey, George, how hey, you doing? I'm vertical. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so, Jordan, I know you from Innovative Consultants. That's where I first oh my met God, you. God, throwback. That was a small telemarketing firm um, in Newark, Delaware. I went to high school in Delaware for people that don't know, but I was born and raised in Philly for the most part. Um, and if you went to Christiana Glasgow or Newark High School between 2003 and 2009 and you had a wheel, you most likely worked at Innovative Consultants. Everybody. Um, my whole squad worked at Innovative. Like, everybody did. Like, it was just, you ran into, and a little bit of red clay, but mm-hmm. everybody from Christiana High School or from Christiana School District, mm-hmm. excuse me, um, went to, went worked at Innovative. Yep. So I didn't know Jordan at first, but he knew my cousins, Marquita and Renee, because um, they went to the Boys and Girls Club Center, Boys and Girls Club at uh, in Frame in Wilmington. Yes. Yeah, I remember that because I ended up working at Frame. Mm-hmm. Did. Um, did. Before I moved to California. So, hey, Jordan, just Thanks for, for people me. that don't know, you mm-hmm. know, know you or know mm-hmm. about your background, just give me a, give us a little bit of So, well, first I want to applaud you for doing this. I think this is great. Thank you. So, it takes a lot of, a lot of kunas to do this. So, yeah, it, a lot of people get nervous putting themselves out there. So, mm-hmm. I, I applaud you. But, um, one, thanks for letting me be your first guest. I feel honored. And then, two, mm-hmm. back to answer your question, my background, uh, you pretty much summed it up. I grew up on the east side of Wilmington. Um, from there, I was uh, dealt with a lot of verbal and physical abuse uh, from my mother, which then led to foster care. And my grandparents took me in after a lot of group homes and foster care. But because of them, at the age of 13, I started going to Cap Calloway School of mm-hmm. Arts, mm-hmm. focused in music, drama, somehow graduated from Cap. 
cab and went into politics. And don't ask how that happened, but it actually has been helpful. So that that <laughs> somehow, like, if you you had to have known Jordan, Jordan was like campaigning. I, I'll never forget he had. I forgot what you were running for, but you had Renee campaigning, and we went to um, Rodney Square in Wilmington, oh and, which is like the the main hub of, of transportation. Just everybody, it's like a watering hole. Yes. And I remember Jordan campaigning there. I forgot what you were running for, but Jordan has been doing this for years. <laughs> like, like, so just tell us, like, how did you get into politics initially? So honestly, uh, the way I got into it was when I was at Cab. So um, I met um, my friend Sarah McBride, who is running for state senate currently in mm-hmm. North Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, um, I believe, still works for Human Rights Campaign here in D.C. as the National Press Secretary. And if she wins her election coming up, she'll be the first transgender uh, to be elected. So excited for her. Um, but she got me roped in. I always joke about it. it was between her and our newly elected congresswoman, Lisa Blunt Rochester's baby mm-hmm. sister, Marla Blunt Carter. Mm-hmm. Marla Blunt ran the President Obama um, campaign as state director for Delaware in 08. And I just met this woman. She's just petite, you know, firecrackery woman that can inspire you and motivate you mm-hmm. and open your eyes. And honestly, all in the same time of meeting Sarah and Marla, it was just like one of those, wow, these folks really have influence. And it's not just so much about the who's who, but are we dealing with the individuals, the voters that are being ignored? Mm -hmm. So when I met um, Marla, she really opened my eyes and enlightened me on, you know, you need to take your story and share that with a lot of people because a lot of people are are currently or have gone through what you've gone through. Mm-hmm. And so from that, I just got roped in and had an interest in housing and had an interest in urban development, had an interest in uh, education, had an interest in so many subjects. And the more I kept having an interest in this, I'm like, well, why are these rules and regulations set? And it was because of legislation. And mm-hmm. the more I kept diving deep because I'm big on analytics and studying and researching, I was always that researcher yeah. for some politicians. So. That's how, that's, that's how I got roped in. That is that is so dope. That is so dope. I tell you, I have I have like brilliant people that are my friends, and it's just it's so inspiring to me. It says a lot about you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you I, are I who you surround I'm, yourself I, by. I hope I'm pretty. I mean, my my mama said birds of a feather flock together, so I'm hoping. I'm just hoping there it's gotten go. on me. So, what is your take on the current state of politics? It's, it's a lot going on right now. Yeah, we is. have um, our president, Mr. Donald Trump. Um, we have the Republican Party. Just it feels like a free for all on liberal people like me like you know I'm extremely liberal if you liberal if you follow my my social media platforms um, you have the Democrats it just seems like they're all over the place so what what is your take on what's happening now um, so I, I'll, I'll say this um, I, one thing I've come to learn is anything that trickles Mm-hmm. <laughs> Using the word trickle mm-hmm. is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you see a leak from your ceiling right. and it's trickling down, it's just going to damage everything else. Right. And with whom we have in the White House right now, it's a trickling effect for the starts of leadership. So, you know, I, I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I'm a liberal myself. Um, did I vote for Donald Trump? No. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't even see myself. I kind of saw that as a joke. Yeah, thank um, you. Being thank very you. transparent. Because there were a few um, black men that did vote for Trump. Yeah, well, you know, to each his own. And yeah. that needs to be dissected even within itself, right? right. Because we, we went from... Uh, 
eight phenomenal years, I would say, of mm-hmm. President Obama's administration to um, then mm-hmm. there, to then we segued into, of all people, a celebrity and businessman that walked into running for office with debt and issues on top of issues um, that, to me, it was just like, where where did we lose hope? The very thing that we had President Obama's administration uh, advocating for and inspiration, where, where, where did it fall? And to me, you know, that's where going into your second part of your question about Democrats as a whole, we have to really internalize and really pay attention to what we're doing internally. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like after President Obama's administration um, ended, and God, I was torn by that, you know, we were set with the Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton campaign. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is where the divide started within the Democrats. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I definitely... Uh believe you with the the divide in the Democrats being the Bernie Hillary um, issue. Mm-hmm. But just a little bit back, and this we're not going to linger here, but on mm-hmm. President Obama's legacy, mm-hmm. I think having a black man in office for eight years with mm-hmm. not one scandal and mm-hmm. then going to a president that is littered with scandals, um, walking in. like walking <laughs> in, um, makes it already, already puts like a lens on on you know the, the American people saying, "My God, what are mm-hmm. we getting ourselves mm-hmm. into?" But I think the nostalgia that we have about Obama is really attributed to Trump's presidency. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have a a Trump mm-hmm. directly following Obama, I believe we would dissect Obama's presidency just a bit more. Yeah, yeah, um, I would agree with that. I, and I, yeah. I think it would go. I think it goes a little bit deeper, right? There's mm-hmm. look at you know. There's always truth in jokes, right. and I, right. Lord knows I love me some stand-up comedy from a lot of these politically correct comedians. Wanda Sykes said it best in her most recent stand-up in uh, on Netflix, where she was joking about how we as a society started nitpicking President Obama for wearing a tan suit. Mm-hmm. Right. We are quick to nitpick over something of a tan suit. Right. But we can just not come together when we see we have a current president that's paying porn stars. Right. Hush money. Right. Where... Because the narrative has been refocused. It's it's been refocused. But we're going to move on. We're not here to talk about Obama. We're not here to talk about Obama. We're not here to talk about Obama. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's let's skip through some of these questions that I already sent to you <laughs> late. Um, and let's just get to your thoughts mm-hmm. on the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Um, the front runners we know, Joe Biden, Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. It's 21 of these blank blanks. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to cuss. It's my, it's my podcast. It's we cuss podcast. around here. Do what you it's 21 of them motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> running for her. Excuse me, mama. I know you listen. That's running for uh, president or for the, the Democratic um, mm-hmm. nomination. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, I said it right. I said it right. Democratic nom- nomination. What? What? How? How does any of these people, these four front runners, how? How are they different? How are they uh, um, staying true to democratic values? How are they? coming for black voters and not just African American black vote or African American black voters, mm-hmm. um, but the diaspora in America. Um, how are they appealing to Latino voters? Mm-hmm. What what are they doing? I'm hearing a lot I'm hearing a lot of chatter, but I just don't know whose platform is who's giving out what they're going to do now. Mm-hmm. And I know it may be too early for that. No, but. no, it's actually not too early. Um, so my thoughts on the twenty twenty election coming up is very uh, that of a 
excited but reserved because I, I'm not going to lie, t- 2008 inspired, motivated, and did every uplift you could possibly think. Mm-hmm. Gave mm-hmm. me goosebumps, mm-hmm. had me crying, had me smiling. It was just everything. And this election, it's got me a little perplexed because mm-hmm. I'm, I, number one, uh, it's out there. I'm very much in support of um, our, the newly elected Senator uh, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Very much supporting mm-hmm. of her. Um, and it's very interesting to Delawareans that they would see an African American come out so quickly as much as I did for Kamala Harris versus Vice President Joe Biden. Now, don't right. get me wrong. Um, That's George's phone. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> so <laughs> having, and it's, it was, it's interesting to a lot of Delawareans because, you know, both Biden, may rest in peace, I interned for him his yeah. first year as Attorney General. Um, Ashley Biden, uh, the Vice President's daughter, I know uh, fairly well. Um, uh, Joe is definitely my second pick. Um, I, I'm supporting Kamala Harris, me personally, because you asked specifically how is their platform um, very directed to us as African Americans, Latinos, LGBTQ. Um, and to me, right now, Anyone that walks into the White House after Trump administration, let's be very realistic. You're walking in after Trump administration. You're walking in after elephant. So you have a lot to clean up. Yeah. A lot. Yes. And to be quite frank, there's a lot of individuals that are on this 2020 um, stand, i.e. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, screaming, you know, clean up student loan debts. Let's be realistic. You know, when during the Obama administration, we were just struggling um, as trying to bring both sides together. Mm-hmm. So to screen as much as and I'm dealing with student debt, like mm-hmm. everybody else mm-hmm. at, at 29 years old, I'm just like, I'm all for that when you say that to me. But realistically, we know, can we really get Congress to pass something like that? Can we? That's the question that gives me pause when I hear that. Um, but then when I see someone like Kamala Harris, who I originally spoke about that I'm supporting. Now, I, I know that has a lot of touchy subjects for individuals in minority because she was attorney general, but as when you're running for president, you can't give a history lesson. But one of the things that I'm quick to let individuals know, I want to get behind my people first before I go support that of a different race. So that's number one. And to some that may call that chauvinistic, that teach his own in their opinion. But number two, Kamala Harris did her job as both DA and Attorney General. We have had we have people that are on the panel or this large list of senators and legislators that have written laws, mm-hmm. written laws, uh, put forth initiatives that as attorney general or district attorney, it is your job to uphold the law. Mm-hmm. You don't write the law. You do as the law is written. So we're, there's a lot of individuals that are chastising um, uh, Senator Kamala Harris for you know, her stance on truancy. And one of the things people need to understand about Kamala Harris's uh, truancy um, platform is that she didn't prosecute anyone. She threw a letter that basically said, you need to step up and do what's right and get your kid to school. And on top of that, provided resources to help parents that were struggling trying to get them to school. That's the one part that people leave out. They leave that out. But had it been a different race of someone that was at, that was AG doing that, I doubt they would have provided resources on top of mandating parents 
to get their kids to school. I highly okay. doubt that. Okay, so but I'll leave that there. Well, we rewind. Let's rewind. Yeah. Let's rewind. Yeah. So, because my first, and I know we've had these discussions mm-hmm. about Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, when Kamala Harris put her bid in, mm-hmm. um, I said, okay, I'm I'm going to read her book, Smart on Crime, right mm-hmm. now. Um, read. Can't say I got through all the book, but read a large mm-hmm. portion of it. Um, no, because I live in California and having friends, activist friends in Oakland, um, the the things that they fought against uh, that happened on Kamala Harris's watch, um, and just having that history, and now it's being disseminated to African Americans all over the country. The narrative is. And, you know, I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. being real. She's a cop. She's the cop. And mm-hmm. as black people in, in America, we've had this long embattled history mm-hmm. with police officers. Mm-hmm. Like, the Black Lives Matter movement happened on the back of Michael Brown and Trayvon mm-hmm. Martin. But if it wasn't for Michael Brown's body laying in the street while cops were huddled over him, mm-hmm. there would be no Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. So you already are coming off. And this is doing Obama, Obama's uh, tenure as president. Mm-hmm. Cornell mm-hmm. West said something that like clicked for me. Yeah. Under a black president's watch, Black yeah. Lives Matter movement, or black, black movement for Black Lives Matter started. Yeah. So you fast forward to you know to Kamala Harris's time as DA mm-hmm. in in um in Oakland mm-hmm. and you are seeing you know the the scared mothers and fathers cuz she said in interviews I want you you know I told my my team go in scare them frighten them and it, it, it it's it's language like that and we're not going to stay here mm-hmm. but it's language like that where you become the disciplinary tool or the yardstick of white supremacy and and it's that that language where like I'm going to pat you on the hand and get you in line and it's to stop you from going to prison or stop you from you know getting there mm. but it's still I'm I only have to incarcerate you due to laws and legislations that was set up with not keeping people like you in mind or me in mind mm-hmm. but I'm written I'm by written senators right that are currently running for president right yeah. exactly uh-huh. so it's it's that it's that, that tug of war that black people have with Kamala Harris. And I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and I'm, I'm not nobody, <laughs> but in my opinion, if she had come out and told us straight up, yes, I ran on this. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was a large part of what I did. But let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because you know me, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know my crew. Mm-hmm. We all are boots on the ground activists, and that plays out in our careers. Right. I have worked in educational nonprofits right. and um, community-based nonprofits before I graduated from college. Right. And so we see those parents. Right. I seen that mom come in last year in the school year crying because right. they're about to take her child away from her. And she's like, I just can't because I work at McDonald's and I got to be at work by this time. Right. And then I have to say, mom, don't cry. Let your baby be in my after school program. So I, I know that part and I appreciate the resources. And I think that's what she should have said. Mm-hmm. Here's what I had to do. Here's what I did. I'm sorry, but this is what I did to make it right. The resources, play up the resources. Mm-hmm. What I gave back to the community, what I gave back to my people. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, Howard, AKAs, I love it. <laughs> but I don't, I, that's not on my, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. 
tell me what you did for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, we'll support. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not her on her team uh, right now. I'm not on any but official we, side. We're waiting on God. <laughs> yes, we're waiting on God. So, but I will say. Listen, that. listen, he defending. <laughs> He's doing a good job. Yeah, but, I will, run. but I will say, though, that, you know, uh, there is a reality, especially when you're the first of any race, mm-hmm. specifically a minority race, mm-hmm. given an opportunity to be in a position of power like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to borderline disagree with you. I hear where you're coming from of the suggestion that she's a cop. She was attorney general. Right. And I get right. that. Yes, they, mm-hmm. you know, are in, involved with law enforcement. But to some extent, it makes it makes me beg to question, you know, as a first African-American in any leadership position, are you then saying that others can't go for that position without being questioned, oh, they're, they're not for us or they're mm-hmm. a top cop? That, mm-hmm. So if the young black boy and girl that you see that says, you know what, I want to be the next attorney general, mm-hmm. and they're doing their job of right. holding the law, right. are they then to be mandated and question the same that we're doing of Kamala for doing their job. Right. So I'm not arguing, I I but it's, just, it's something that I want you do the job us as a folks yeah. that I, I, uh, folks of color and minorities, I just want us to think about those kind of things. Right. There's a lot of more, there's more eyes. You have to dot your eyes and cross your T's, yes. especially as a minority in a leadership position. And then one thing that a lot of people forget is, you know, she may have been a, a very smart on crime because she's quick to even say that, not tough, but smart about right, her approaches, right. because she even said that there's too many individuals that were missing school, that were truant, that also became stack high on her desk right. as criminals. Because they're out of the Because they're the out, of the, right, out of the classes. So, you know, those are some of the things we got to, she breaks it down on data, all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's why, to me, and I, I kind of supported that, not even kind of, I full-fledged supported that platform when I ran for mm-hmm. state so. Right. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. Come <laughs> holla at That's your boy. That's who I'm with. That's Come holla at your boy. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, you know, the, the other candidates, mm-hmm. um, Bernie Sanders, I think he, I think Bernie is really good at selling us a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, selling us a dream that he knows is never going to happen. Mm. Um, it's, it's so idealistic that First of all, how did you do it in your state when you have, what, his population is, what, how many percent mm-hmm. white? Mm-hmm. 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 In the New England states. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how, how did you, mm-hmm. like, I'm tired of you telling us that story and showing us that damn picture with Martin Luther King. <laughs> like, Martin Luther King family is tired. King is tired. <laughs> like, everybody is tired of that damn picture. <laughs> so I just, I, I just, I don't see... I think against Hillary Clinton, he had a better chance. And that proved out to be what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Biden is creepy Uncle Joe. I'm sorry. These, the the uh, views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of guests <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust my. I, I wouldn't trust Joe Why? Biden as far as Why I know. Not? Why not? Ask Anita Hill. Moving on, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. I think. I think Elizabeth Warren. She's she's found she struck gold. Let me tell you why she mm-hmm. struck gold. I like Elizabeth Warren. She 
got black women like right here in the palm of her hand. <laughs> Smack dab. Child, she got us in her head. When she showed up to Essence, <laughs> started talking about black women and mortality rates and childbirth and, and all that stuff, and and start talking about how black women, black women, I said black women, it's like I'm from the south. <laughs> black women are the breadwinners of their household. Oh, she she put us right here. But I will be honest. I hope some. Um, more black friends mm-hmm. call her up and say, hey, you got to speak to black men now. Mm-hmm. You've spoken to black women. Mm-hmm. You're leaving black men out and that's mm-hmm. going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. You got to talk to black men. And if you don't talk to black men, like you got to talk about police reform. Mm-hmm. You got to talk about being a small business owner. Like you, And please don't use names like Rashawn and Tyron and mm-hmm. Tyrone and talk mm-hmm. about Kool-Aid and things. Mm-hmm. Just get to Mike the heart. Booker. Yeah, I, was, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. I want to play. Don't know the flavor. No, he said all. He said it so He's weird. Politically correct. I was just like, is you black? And I said, wait, no, no. Everybody, you know, positive people. I, I ain't gonna do that. You black, you black, you black. Your mama black, your daddy black, you black. Oh my god. But I was like, my god, he's block. <laughs> Jesus. I said, God help him, help him, help him, Jesus. Mm. But I think, I think that's Elizabeth's only downfall. She's idealistic, like Bernie. Um, she she really is idealistic, but she seems to have ways that this can get done. Oh yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well, goddamn, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Elizabeth well, Warren's just, very yeah. very fiery. Um, yeah. has, has been has a passion for I think a lot of subjects, and you know she's definitely uh, resonating with me as well. So mm-hmm. I, I can't disagree with you at all. Okay, so we talked we talked a little bit about uh, Elizabeth Warren and you know her. Talk talking about uh, student loan reform and we know other candidates have said something about um, reparations and things of this nature and they're they're selling they're selling the American people um, particularly black people this huge pie in the sky dream mm-hmm. like I said my friends my people were active as organizers and that has played out in our careers mm-hmm. And right now, we're looking at each other like we're on the ground. We are boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at these kids, and we're looking at the communities we work in. We're looking at the communities we live in. And it seems extremely hopeless. It does. Like you said, uh, what Trump is doing now, it trickles down. Mm -hmm. I remember when uh, somebody said, I think it was my grandmother, when she said, when white people, meaning like the economy of the mm-hmm. main place, uh, market stream, main mm-hmm. place, whatever. Mm-hmm. When white people catch a cold, black people catch the flu. And I feel that is, I don't think it's, I think it's by color still, but by race, but, and, and that binary is just too exclusive, but mm-hmm. I feel like when middle class people mm-hmm. catch a cold, then the poor die. So while we're watching our communities crumble, infrastructure, gentrification is pushing us out, Mm -hmm. as hopeless as everything is right now, why should we care? How do we get hopeful about the 2020 election? I I think it goes back, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for me. I'm hopeful 
because of my involvement. Mm. Mm-hmm. That it, it doesn't end with one person. You you know you can't put all your credence and trust in just to one individual. Right. You know because if if you know if, if it was that simple, you know one person would just wave their hand and everything would have been fixed. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, and to me, that's where I encourage individuals to make sure that we're being clear with our intentions and what our goals and needs are. And we are bringing that to these political leaders Mm -hmm. that are asking for our vote and trust. Mm. And, you know, if, if you see or feel within yourself that this is someone you can work with, then do exactly that. Don't evaluate their platform Mm -hmm. and nitpick what works for you, what doesn't. Do that, yes, Mm -hmm. but don't just do that and leave it be. Do that, but then also go, how can I help them advance and enhance their platform itself for the needs that my community has? Because they may not know. Get on a team. Get on the team. Mm -hmm. You can be on on the sidelines of life and be a spectator, or you can be on the field of life and play. Mm Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. And for individuals that don't vote and complain, I'm looking at you sideways. Woo! I am. Really? I am. Okay. I am. Because you are basically telling me, eh, it's all rigged. It's not really. My vote doesn't matter. But wasn't it with Russia? Was it? I, I don't know. We we still need to we need to prosecute that prosecute that case. We need to dive deep because if anything, I I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not a prophet. None of that. Mm-hmm. But I just have an expectation that 2020 is going to be one of the lowest polled elections of the American people because we have all of us mm-hmm. black, white, poor, mm-hmm. um, middle, middle class, class, all of it, yeah. except for the extremely wealthy, the one percent. <laughs> we have all lost faith in the democratic process. Yeah. And there's not a person that is mm-hmm. like, that's the one. I, I, I'm with you. Because I, I, to an extent. I'm with I, you. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'll say that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kamala, call your boy. <laughs> Kamala, call your boy. Um, I remember when Obama mm-hmm. was running president, Obama was running for presidency mm-hmm. when he was Senator Obama. And I remember my grandmother being like, my God, look at that black man. Like, she was just, oh, my God. And I remember being, like, really critical of, like, certain parts of his platform. And my grandfather, who is, he he was with us till I think he was 93, 94. He said to me, Dominique, I've been alive for a long time. Mm -hmm. I have never lived in a time where this this was Mm -hmm. a possibility. It Mm -hmm. didn't even happen yet. Mm -hmm. That is a possibility. Mm -hmm. Give him some grace. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I get mm-hmm. it. I, I understand. I understand. I believe completely in fictive kin, fictive kinship. Mm-hmm. If, I, I don't care who I see that's black. That's my brother. Mm-hmm. That's my sister. That's my cousin somewhere. Mm-hmm. When I see my cousin get up and say at a Morehouse graduation, tell Ray Ray and man to man <laughs> to go vote, you are sitting in a room full of doctors, future mm-hmm. doctors, lawyers, like... These people are not Ray Ray Pookie. Mm-hmm. And again, being that whipping mm-hmm. stick. You're my cousin. Mm-hmm. You're my Uncle Barack. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying stuff like that to us? Mm-hmm. You know us. Mm-hmm. What's up? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it, it makes me, it makes me feel like, so are you, are you? 
Like, do you see yourself as my family? Um, and is it, so is it that's that, why. So, real quick mm-hmm. to interject, is it that if an African American that is doing that in leadership or seeking a leadership mm-hmm. position, is it that they? aren't coming across and resonating with you in that context that you put mm-hmm. or is it just that maybe looking at it from their perspective that I'm being asked or I'm asking to be put in position to represent all races and so because of how the game of politics alone mm-hmm. goes I need to make sure that I'm speaking to all people the thing is, Barack spoke to us because at there are. Points. Oh yeah, because there. And, and don't get me wrong, because there are HBCUs now mm-hmm. that have welcomed other races, and so we I need mean, to be. You know, if you're speaking clear, at right, the podium, right, as a potential presidential candidate, right. It at some to some extent now it's no HBCU ain't just solely black. No, therefore uh, I know there's a large population. And shout that out to HBCUs. They're slowly integrating right. and having different races, which is great because it's become a strong tower. I'm mm-hmm. churching. It's become a strong tower for other students of color, non-black students of color, because they know they can least ex- at least exist here so, without the threat so of violence. As lives. an African American asking for a vote in a presidential race, and I'm speaking to a sea of individuals, not just black. Mm-hmm. Am I to resonate to just the black or all the people that I'm trying to get votes from? I'm saying with... with I'm just being um, devil's advocate no, I'm right saying, now. So I'm, I'm just, saying what Michael Eric Dyson said. Mm-hmm. Wink at black folk, wave at white folk. <laughs> I hear you. Connect with us. I hear you. When I we... You. When, look... Mm-hmm. When I got you, I got you. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen a few celebrities out in public. Right. Um, and it's like that like, different handshake. Right, there's it's the, like, yeah. There's the one handshake, but, and like, then there's the I, I get it. I know. White, I'm you know, my white brothers and sisters, I won't be too hard on y'all. My white brothers and sisters crowding the black mm-hmm. celebrity, and the, the head nod. Mm-hmm. I get the it. The head nod, like, we connected. I and I can say, you know what, that's a good guy. Yeah. Like, that's, that's it. Yeah. But do that in your policies. Mm-hmm. Do that in your legislation. Mm-hmm. Wink at us. Mm-hmm. Let us know you mm-hmm. still have have concern for us. Right. And you know, there's it's it's interesting. You you even say that. And again, I was mm-hmm. just playing devil's mm-hmm. advocate. So hear me uh-huh. when I was hear me from my heart, not my head. Mm-hmm. When I was going back and forth with you on that, mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine um, brought to my attention too that you know during the time when President Obama was running, you know he he reminded me of how President Obama was quick to have that genuine dialogue with African Americans mm-hmm. because of the issue with his pastor at the time, Reverend Wright. When that whole thing yeah. went down where Reverend Wright was screaming, you know, God damn America, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, President Obama had to speak and was like, yes, this is my pastor, but please know that mm-hmm. not everything that he speaks towards. And that, they was wrong for that, George. Well, listen. They was wrong for that. Because you were quick, you were judged by what? We just said what? about you. You judged by association. So, <laughs> True, true, so. but, 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 but Pete, but Pete, mm-hmm. they let a Fox News clip get ahead of them. Yeah. Fox spliced it to all you hear Reverend Wright saying, God damn America, right. God waving a flag in a black church and the whole church, uh-huh. God damn America. <laughs> like, so, I mean, a bunch of black people yelling that out right. would cause pause right. for the U.S., right. Right? right? They remember Nat Turner. They, right. they still kind of right. scared. Right. So... 
that, but that wasn't the fullness of the message. And I remember in a homiletics class that I took with Dr. Joy Moore at Fuller, mm-hmm. excuse me for dropping names, but um, <laughs> at Fuller, she, I remember she had us watch the sermon. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the full sermon, it's like any president, any George Bush would be in there like, you know what? <laughs> well, goddamn. <laughs> Because that's what he did. He used the text. I'm a preacher, Mm -hmm. y'all. I'm a former preacher. He used the text to go alongside with a a, a political topic or theme, which Mm -hmm. good preachers do. Mm -hmm. Um, And Obama should have got in front of that Mm -hmm. and not let Fox play the narrative. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment where he didn't wink at us. So should President Obama have put out his birth certificate? Let me finish. Let me finish. Then in 2019, Michelle releases a book, her autobiography, Mm -hmm. where she talks about it again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Michelle, I don't want to have to side with the angry black men Mm -hmm. over you, but Mm -hmm. you're making it hard Mm -hmm. because you're making Jeremiah Wright look like this crazy, Mm -hmm. bad fool that hasn't suffered Mm -hmm. and is not a prophetic voice Mm -hmm. to speak truth to power. And so that was a moment where they could have winked at us Mm -hmm. and they could have waved their way. Y'all be calm. Mm -hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yo, go back to I hear you. Got it. So, what I'll, I'll encourage you and your um, listeners also, I would say, and this is just again me being devil's advocate, yeah. right? Yeah. What should President Obama have um, put out his birth certificate? Should, still he, have, should he have up. done that? That still burns me up. It's because okay. what I loved in that press conference mm-hmm. that he said was to stop all this political barkery, whatever term he used, mm-hmm. and, you know, chatter and circus mm-hmm. the birth certificate's out I'm an American and honestly I wish it was done sooner the minute you know, because what was sad was and this is media mm-hmm. this is where I start questioning media yeah. We media loves to take that one sound bite that resonates and boils with people. Hell, look at Popeyes and K and, yeah. and Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. So it's like you know, we are quick to run at the most relatable and quick soundbite yeah. that gets under our skin. And Trump is known for just infusing and putting out hate. He will throw kerosene on a fire if he needs to. And so to shut it down. Let me just do this mm-hmm. so we can move on. But that moment, oh my gosh, it felt like it felt like when you realize your dad's not Superman anymore. <laughs> oh my god, it it was like oh that that hurt that mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. The and, and while you know I got my issues with with the with America, mm-hmm. a black man in mm-hmm. the highest mm-hmm. office mm-hmm. in the U.S. pretty much the world. Mm-hmm. The leader of, you know, economically, and mm-hmm. back then, the leader mm-hmm. economically, leader in military, for him to bow to someone, not so much bow, but for him to appease the temper of a reality TV star mm-hmm. that was known for being a sexual predator mm-hmm. just because he was white, mm-hmm. it felt like, damn. Mm-hmm. It's that moment when you realize daddy's not mm-hmm. Superman. Mm-hmm. And I get it why he did it. I do get why he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do understand why he did it. Mm-hmm. But it also, on the flip side, gave the Trump base the fuel they needed. I can see a Trump voter sitting at home watching Fox News with Trump going back mm-hmm. and forth saying all the things of the Tea Party that we didn't think was mm-hmm. going to infiltrate the Republican Party mm-hmm. saying all and saying you know what mm-hmm. Trump's right Trump's right and then seeing Obama appease him 
and saying, you know what? Trump gets shit done. Mm. And then it's starting, starting mm. there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, I don't think anything could have changed. Mm. But it's funny because I, I, I saw that I, I, I hear yeah. I hear that point. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I honestly saw that differently as you know what? I get it. I, 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 get I it. saw it just more as you know what? Let me just shut this stuff up. And I, I get because it. I get even when I he kept it. coming out trying to talk about policy. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your birth certificate. Oh, my God. Can I talk he about policy? His, his, his unfortunately due to due to Obama being black. <laughs> Unfortunately, Say that one more time. To Obama being black, <laughs> yes. his race yes. covered majority of his presidency for right. black and everybody else. Right. Black folks, black folks can't. Uh, I know a lot of black folks, and I and again, mm-hmm. I love Obama. I love mm-hmm. that brother. Black folks won't critique Obama because he was the first black president to ever, and maybe the only <laughs> black president <laughs> of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Um, white folks could not see past his skin color. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, not even not even say white folks, anti-white supremacists and anti-black folks could not see past his race mm-hmm. enough to consider the, a lot of the policies he's passing is for your middle class ass. Mm-hmm. 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 So it's like, and I love Obama. Mm-hmm. I, I love President Obama. Mm-hmm. I love what he stood for. I love what he represented. He is the first black man to lead a country that imported people in 1619 this month as slaves to go from being slaves to our progression to becoming the the chief uh, commander-in-chief that is no easy feat and I I have to commend black people for just being strong Mm -hmm. Like Obama didn't get there alone. Mm-mm. He had his wife. He had his wife. He had Michelle Obama. When he first came out, oh, mm-hmm. he biracial. He ain't went for us. That that's what I kept hearing too. When we were like, that lady name was Michelle, Michelle Laverne Robinson. Robinson. Exactly. That's she my came, cousin. Came in lawyer, former public ally in the community. Two-time Ivy League grad. That helped him tremendously. But you know what else? And and we're gonna end the show with this because I I am. May not you know know <laughs> off the bat, but I am a Christian. I'm a believer. Um, the black church in Chicago. I want to say though that factor, the black church in Chicago helped him get the Senate, mm-hmm. state Senate, which propelled him to commander in chief, the president. I don't think the black church realizes how much power they have politically. I'll say the the say the, the you know the churches that are high church like AME uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, you um, it's another you know the other high church name they're escaping me right now but AME Zion those particular churches black presbyterian uh, denominations they have power they'll let people come in baptist churches let mm-hmm. people come in politi- politicians come in and speak um but I don't think we realize how much power across the board, including all denominations, Cogit, Cool JC, PAW, Missionary Baptist, um, you know, AME Zion, AME, we don't consider our large, and non-denominationals too, we don't consider our large base, mm-hmm. like how much power we have mm-hmm. as the black church. Mm-hmm. What would you tell black pastors, mm. black elders, 
um, black evangelists that don't have a church formula that they run, mm -hmm. but they go preach at other churches because that's, that's mm -hmm. something popular, the evangelism circuit. What would you tell those people and how could they galvanize their supporters, their followers, to get ready for this election in 2020? Besides, did you vote today or mm -hmm. the day of? Yeah. What would you What would you tell them? Um, honestly, my 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 suggestion to black pastors and churches, um, and I'm very involved with uh, Wilmington, Delaware's um, IMAC, mm -hmm. uh, Interdenominational Ministers uh, Group. Um, I, I, I look to individuals like Pastor Livingston or um, Pastor Beeman or uh, Pastor Don Christopher, even for that uh, matter, individuals that are very dogged about mm -hmm. educating their congregation. Mm -hmm. um, and I applaud them, uh, the three that I just named. There's quite a few, Reverend Aaron Moore, you, you, you think of them, you, they're there, especially mm -hmm. in Wilmington, very strong. Mm -hmm. um, I would just encourage, uh, just across the country, black churches to educate the congregation uh, a little bit more mm -hmm. on other issues. Mm -hmm. um, educate, you know, it, I know the church has its own focus on, you know, Bag drives and uh, oh, give me start on yeah. these damn book bag <laughs> drives and feeding the homeless. But oh, they give us so many damn book bags. I'm telling so you, soup, I'm telling you, but they ain't gonna do shit about policy. <laughs> exactly. Forget so, me, so, so, no, 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 no. But that's that's a good Go point. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. To which validates my next point is that I would like to see black churches take advantage of Bible study being we gonna dissect these platforms. Mm, mm -hmm. We're going to dissect mm -hmm. the actual issues at hand right outside our church right. on the corner. Right. And who we need to contact mm -hmm. to get these things implemented and done and who's actually looking out for us. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll because there's a lot of, uh, I'm telling you, going to Bethel, Mother African Church. Uh, oh, AME? Uh, yeah. really? Mother Bethel? <laughs> But Bird um, uh, and Smyrna, I mean, mm -hmm. these are individuals that go to service mm -hmm. day in and day out. Right. And I would just encourage the way that the ones that are doing it in Wilmington now, they very active, mm -hmm. very much an educated. And I would just encourage other black churches to do the same. Go no, quick, take it out, take it outside. Quick interjection, because I want I want to close with you mm -hmm. on that. Will they? And I know a lot of churches say this. Mm -hmm. They don't get involved because they will lose their nonprofit five hundred one c three status. Is that true? I can't see how because there's so many nonprofits that are so politically involved that are getting pinged, but yet they're still doing all kinds of poli politically correct stuff that they know they shouldn't. You heard it here first, Saints. <laughs> Hold your church accountable. <laughs> but go ahead, finish with yeah, what no, churches can no, do. No, what I, th I think mm -hmm. churches need to take advantage of those after hours um, of educating the, con the congregation on issues that certain candidates are running on. I think that we need to dissect. You know, we know the word. Mm -hmm. We live the word. We allow the Holy Ghost to move us. So... When you know that, and you're not just a church-going person, mm -hmm. just to repeat the same sermon you come heard on, come on over now. and over and over again, how are we implementing that word that has encouraged us to move and walk by faith? Saints! How y'all feel about that? How y'all like that episode? 
I want to know your thoughts. I want to know what y'all thinking. I think I hear some opinions. I hear some thoughts churning. Saints, I want to hear them. Hit me up on Twitter at Dom underscore Devereaux on IG at the same handle at Dom underscore Devereaux. If you would like to know more about Jordan and his work, please hit him up on Facebook. His name is Jordan Hines. Well, Saints, I hope y'all enjoy episode four. Yes, that was my very first recording, the very first time I interviewed somebody and had a conversation with them, and it was Jordan, so I am very thankful to him and his team for allowing this to go down. I want to close out with this quote from Malcolm X. A ballot is like a bullet. You don't throw your ballots until you see a target. And if that target is not within your reach, keep your ballot in your pocket. Now, Saints, let let that marinate, Saints. Let that marinate. Until next time, I'll see y'all, Saints. Good morning, Saints.